This episode of American Sex Podcast is brought to you by Maud. Maud offers body-safe modern sex essentials like lube, condoms, and vibrators at getmaud.com. Now, you know me. I do not endorse anything unless it's something I personally use and enjoy. And let me tell you, Maud has earned my seal of approval. Their products are well-made and gender-inclusive, and I am absolutely in love with their water-based organic lube and silky silicone vibrator. I'm going to tell you exactly why I dig them in the mid-break, but in the meantime, check them out at getmaud.com, G-E-T-M-A-U-D-E.com, and get 15% off with code SUNNY. This podcast is not suitable for work. If you're under the age of 18, kindly and with all due respect, get the fuck out. I mean it. Go on. Bye-bye. Mm-mm. See you later. This isn't for you. No. Nope. America has a strange relationship with sex. We're obsessed with it, but it terrifies us. We censor it because it's constantly being shoved down our throats. But our dirty little secret is we like things shoved down our throats, especially when we're in bondage or we're wearing leather or being slapped around a little bit. And, oh, God. Mm. <clears throat> I'm Sunny Megatron. Join Ken Melvoinberg and I as we explore, dissect, and demystify American sex. Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Happiness. American Sex with Ken Melvoinberg and Sonny Megatron. Hey all, it's Sonny. Ken is still in sunny L.A. working on that movie he's producing. So you're going to hear him in the interview portion of this episode, but not in the intro portion. I actually pulled in a special guest co-host, and you're going to hear us talk about that avocado bukkake blowbang. Head on over to patreon.com slash American sex because we continued the conversation over there, fleshed out our characters, Bridget and Howard. uh, And it's absolutely fabulous. So take a listen over there and enjoy this episode. So this is just a tad strange. You think so? I think so. I don't think so. Well, they might think so, because they might be like, Ken, why do you sound like you got kicked in the balls? Because you're not Ken. No, I'm not Ken. Who are you? Who do you think I am? Well, I know who the fuck you are. Who do they think you are? Oh, who do you guys think I am? (laughs) (laughs) They can't answer us, though, because it's not. We'll we'll find out next week. (laughs) It's the next episode. (laughs) (laughs) No, this is my daughter, Sid. Hi. She's 23. Fuck, you're 23? Fuck. God damn, why'd you get so old? I had a terrible dream that I was 25, and I was like, oh, no. Why was it terrible? I don't, I don't know, because I was like, oh, no, I'm 25. I'm almost 30. <laughs> Is that bad? I got a couple more years still. I got to <laughs> tell you, though, I used to think the same thing. I used to be like, what the fuck? You know, I'm 24 or whatever the hell. And I had you when I was 24, by the way. Uh, yeah, I know. So I was born then. <laughs> well, you didn't know numbers. <laughs> so... um then when I got to 30, I was like, oh, my God, I'm 30. And then when I got to 35, I was like, oh, my God, I'm young. And my whole life changed. So you're it's like you're going to have not multiple lifetimes, but your life is going to have multiple chapters that kind of feel like their own little lives that are all somehow intercut. Like, like how, not chapters, but you know how books are like act one, act two, act three. Like you're only in act one right now. There's so much left to the show. Seems terrible. <laughs> it gets better. I, of- I feel like it was over at 21 and now I'm just existing. 
Oh. There's nothing else. It'll, I know there is, but it'll get better. It just seems like, oh no, they just the numbers they just keep going up. Like, yeah, they'll they'll go up faster. So hi everyone. Hi, I'm not Ken Movelenberg. I'm Sonny's daughter Sid, and this is Sonny Megatron. And this is weird because I usually talk with my husband, but now I'm talking with my daughter about sex, which this is kind of like sex talk with my mom. Oh my god! And welcome to episode 58 of American Sex Podcast. So wait a minute. That this is kind of like the the podcast Sex Talk with My Mom, which is a podcast with Cam Poder, who is the son, and I want to say he's like twenty six. We've been on his podcast; they've been on our podcast, and then Karen Lee is his mom, and they talk about sex every week. That seems fun. <laughs> is that a sarcastic like? No, <laughs> it seems pretty interesting though. Really, you yeah. need to listen seriously. We okay. were we're on their podcast. You can start with with well, your mom's episode. It's like, oh, is that meta? Like sex talk with your mom with my mom with your mom with your mom. Yeah, we could. You know what we could do? We could do a double episode, like you and me, and Cam and Karen Lee. Oh my god, yeah, it's we a could. show. You and me and Cam and. Karen. <laughs> Cam and Karen Lee, listen, we got to do something. Anyway, uh, this week, we're just talking about this week's episode. This week's guest is the couple behind the Black People Kink podcast, Dominus Blue and Baby J, also known as Jamina. Black People Kink was founded by lifestyle dominant Dominus Blue and his submissive queen, Baby J. BPK is dedicated to exploring, celebrating, embracing, and encouraging the free expression of sexuality for all and creating a welcoming place for people of color in the world of BDSM and the kink lifestyle. They endeavor to provide honest and enlightening perspectives on issues of race, sex, and lifestyle choices while maintaining an environment that is meant to be open and welcoming for everyone. So in this episode, you you all listeners, American fuckers, you will hear Ken. Ken was part of this interview as well. And, you know, him and I, when we talked to Dominus and Jamina, we kind of felt like, oh, my goodness, we feel like we've been friends for a really long time. So we made another new best friend on this episode. Some of the things we talked about, uh, one, very interesting, their 24-7 total power exchange, dominant submissive relationship, and the surprising ways that it isn't really so different from vanilla relationships. We talked about how Jamina views her role as a submissive as a very feminist act, why they stopped using the racial terms black and white in favor of melanated and demelanated, how respectability politics and marginalized communities hamper sexual freedoms. And we even delve into the Taylor Swift Nazi conspiracy theory. If you haven't heard that one, that's interesting. You just went like, you made a face. <laughs> You've heard of that one, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, There's a whole, the font, the, the whole, oh, man. there's a lot. But anyway, uh, of course, in this episode, the Kevin Bacon of the sex positive world, Kevin Patterson gets a plug as well. So this is a good one. Yeah. Okay. So you've heard of the conspiracy theory? I've, I've heard I've seen it floating around. Yeah. Is it? I don't know. I'd like how deep does it go? How deep does it go? I don't know. <laughs> now you're talking about sex with your mom. That's a little weird. Oh, no. Or is it weird? Is it is weird? It, is, is this how Cam and Karen Lee feel? I don't know. <laughs> guess we have to ask, have them. To ask them yeah um it's you know i'm not a big person on conspiracy theories I'm, most of them like oh they're full you know the world isn't flat or is it i don't think so but <laughs> i don't think so 
<laughs> but I gotta say, and we talk a little bit more about this in the episode, but there there might be something to this whole Taylor Swift thing. So, all right, seriously though, is it weird? Because like I listen to the Sex Talk with My Mom podcast, and I've I've seen them grow. Like Cam, the son at first was really uncomfortable with his mom, like being a cougar and talking about blowjobs and was like, oh, and as the years have gone on, they've become more open and comfortable. And so are you right now? Are you in that space? It's like, oh, God, my mom's gonna start talking about dicks. And I think I've been desensitized to it. Like, I don't care. I don't think I ever really cared. Really? Yeah, I'm like, I don't know. It just never bothered me. Hmm. Like, I I know you have sex. Like, that's how you made me. Yeah. <laughs> so. And it's not because like so many kids are like, ew. like if you say something about their parents having sex and they're like, oh, gross. Oh, you got the image in my mind. Oh, gross, gross. I don't want to think about it. Well, like, is it the same? Yeah, I just don't imagine it. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Interesting. But, okay, so if, though, let's say we did talk about sex every week, like sex talk with my mom, you would have to imagine it, because I would be like, so one time I was giving this guy a blowjob, and then I started choking on his dick, and then would you be like, oh, and your eyes would glaze over? Um, I think I would have to, like, when that mental image came about, I would have to replace you with something, like, like maybe like an avocado. An so avocado I, giving a blowjob. Yeah, just so I, I didn't have to... Because if it's you, then it's weird. But if I replace you with another image in my mind, then it's okay. Can I be just another person? You can, but sometimes it's more fun if you imagine an avocado giving a blowjob. You know what? This is why you're an artist. Listener, she's an I, illustrator. She's an artist. Because you have a fucked up mind. Like a good... I mean, fucked up in an endearing way. Well, Your so face was you. like, what the fuck? <laughs> I, I've never imagined an avocado giving a blowjob, though. Um, I think it would be funny. It w- can you draw me like an avocado blow bang bukkake image? Okay, so in order to do this, we have to imagine the anatomy of the avocado. Okay. Where would its mouth be? At the top? In the middle? Is it the pit? Or is that its, like, vag? I think the pit or- is more like... Like its stomach? Like uh, Okay, when you imagine an avocado, do you imagine it chopped in half? Yes, I imagine the pit. Okay, so then we have two avocados, two parts of an avocado. Are they okay. two separate types of people? I don't know. I've never thought this much about the, the existence. Okay, so... I think the face should be above the uh, pit. Like the... Oh, but should, should the pit be in it? Or should the, it just be an empty hole? Maybe... Um, they swap pits sometimes. That's avocado sex. Like, put, yeah. I'm going to put my pit in your hole. Yeah. <laughs> and make it a big spoon. <laughs> so, okay. how Where would an avocado give a blowjob? Like, where would its mouth be when you're imagining me being an avocado sucking somebody's dick? Where's my mouth? I would imagine, like, just right, right in the fucking middle. Like, like in the hole? Like, um... Maybe like okay, so the pit is like this sort of like seed, right? Mm-hmm. So we could like carve a face into it. Oh, or yeah, we could do that. And then on the other avocado without the pit, there's another face in it. Okay, 
And then where would its penis be? Inside the other avocado buried really <laughs> deep. <laughs> There's this thing you don't know about avocados. <laughs> I don't know. Will you draw this for me? Yeah, I'll draw it. We could put it in some t-shirts. and Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. So, hey, those of you who are our Patreon followers, uh, keep your eye on Patreons because when Sid draws this, I'll post it. Hopefully they don't kick me out. We'll have to see how graphic it is. It's just an avocado. They're the ones making it weird. <laughs> okay. But, yeah, whatever. So, uh, but also speaking of Patreon, oh yeah, if you'd like to support American Sex Podcasts and help us grow, there are some things you can do. And yeah, first and foremost, become a Patreon member. Head on over to patreon.com slash American Sex. Members get all of our episodes early, bonus content, stories from our guests, and more like avocado blowbang bukkake scenes is that what we're gonna call it i don't know i'll give you some artistic license there (laughs) (laughs) and another thing you can do listeners aside from imagining an avocado bukkake blowbang that won't cost you a dime is whatever podcast platform you listen to us on hit that subscribe button that way not only will you never miss an episode it also helps us boost our ratings And written reviews and star ratings help us too, as well as telling your friends about the show. Hey, post about our episodes on social media. And if you've got a blog or you're a journalist, write an article about us. Thanks. Hey, Sid, you know, a benefit of being my child is that there is, oh, I might be embarrassing you. I was going to say there's an exorbitant amount of sex toys in the house. So I'm not going to say sex toys. I'm going to say. That was embarrassing. I scored. Okay, so you're. I didn't know if you wanted to tell the world like I score good sex toys because yeah, my mom whenever I want. Okay, I good. Get... Okay, so um, you have you get showered with pretty much whatever you want, but we give one thing a month away to our listeners. Sid, what do we got this month for the American Sex Podcast September giveaway? Castle Megastores provided us with a Jimmy Jane Love Pod tray valued at one forty nine. To enter, go to Sunny Megaton. Megaton. <laughs> okay. <laughs> No, no, no. I got to tell you something. I got to tell you something and I got to tell the listeners something because you have no idea. You might because you misspell as much as I do. Like, I I don't know if I got a touch of dyslexia or something going on, but you don't know how many times I've accidentally spelled my name Sunny Megaton instead of Sunny Megatron. And I Googled Sunny Megaton and there are plenty of entries for Sunny Megaton, most of which I put on the internet accidentally because I spelled my name wrong. That's amazing. It is. <laughs> <laughs> to enter, go to sunnymegatron.com slash tray. That's T-R-E. You can also get 20% off select items at castlemegastore.com when you use the code SUNNY at the checkout. All right. So hopefully hopefully you'll win, listeners, because you, you said you have scored. And I actually used this toy just this past couple of weeks for the first time, and I'm really digging it. You know I love the Jimmy Jane form, too. This is kind of like the form two, but it's got three little doohickey thingies. And I wish Castle Megastore would have sent us another because I give you one. Do you feel jealous when I'm like, oh, look, I got all this stuff. And you're like, I don't want to um, try that. No, because I know if I want it, I can just ask for it. Oh, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Without further ado, on to our interview with Dominus Blue and Jamina, formerly known as Baby J, from the Black People Kink podcast so we're talking to 
Dominus Blue and f- the artist almost formerly known as Baby J, Jamina, right? Right. How's that happen? What's happening with that? Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, yes, our fans probably are, are wondering what, what's going on. So everybody knows her as uh, Baby J. Um, uh, and she's running around right now. So, <laughs> but uh <laughs> We just kind of look at over the last three months, we kind of really have like gone through like, uh, an evolution for like us personally and in our relationship. Mm-hmm. And so afterwards, you know, we, she came to me and she said, um, <clears throat> that she wanted to change her name. And I thought, you know, like, wow, like, wow, you know, I really thought she loved her name and she liked it and she does, but she has always had this thing with the word baby. So for her, baby is like, you know, like you only the person that is the closest person is the only one that uses that name. It's a very sensitive kind of thing for her. Just Ah. that just that's how she feels about it. So when everyone else is using baby, like when they're calling her baby J, she was it just weirded her out. And I didn't even think about that. Like it just blew my mind, like just explosion as soon as she told me that, because it just, you know, as 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 a dominant, you, you, you feel responsible a lot. You feel responsible a lot. That I mean, more than you probably will be willing to admit. Mm-hmm. Um, when you have somebody who's putting their life totally in your hands and it's just kind of like, you know, moments like that where you feel like, man, how did I miss that? But anyway, so we decided to change her name. So I was like, okay, what do you want to do? She said, um, uh, she wanted Mina, right? So she took the middle part of my name, Dominus, mm-hmm. the M-I-N, and then, you know, it's a U- but if it were female, it would be A. So she said Mina. So I was oh. like, oh, that's kind of cool, right? And um, in my former life, I was known as uh, J. Um, okay. J-A-Y. But she also, um, her first name, her government name uh, at the moment anyway, uh, was it began with J. And so she also went by J, spelled J-A-E. So... Jamina is the amalgamation of of those two things and just when I put it together her face lit up and it was you know how I'm saying like you know when it's like the right thing is just it yeah. just it just touched her and it touched me and it was a moment and so that's that's how Jamina was born. Oh that's so cool. Yeah. I love it. I yeah. absolutely love it. So you touched a little bit on your your DS relationship, your dominant submissive relationship. Now, some of our audience is really familiar with kink. They're kinksters themselves. And some of our audience isn't at all. So explain for us what exactly your kink dynamic is and how you live it out throughout your daily lives. Right, right. So we're we're 24-7. And... We, uh, it's a 24 seven total power exchange. Um, Mm -hmm. when we've, since we've known each other, um, she has just yielded, you know, control of, of everything, uh, to me. Um, so it's a DS, you know, dominant submissive relationship, um, that, you know, you hear about that in like, you know, most, most, most people probably are familiar with those terms, but. Um, we just apply it not just to the bedroom. It's just, you know, 24 seven. So I, I, you know, since we've met, I've controlled everything. Um, Mm -hmm. our relationship has evolved. Um, and you know, we've learned, you know, about each other. We've, you know, kind of, cause neither, to be honest with you, neither, neither one of us, you know, I don't think it's just like marriage. You don't really, 
I mean, you just have to get in it until you can figure, you know, you figure it out on the go. There's no, you're not prepared to have kids. You know what I'm saying? You just to have kids. And, and then I, you're like, shit, what I, did I do? Let's figure it out so we don't <laughs> fuck them up too bad. And, <laughs> and that brings up a question I had. Is there any other humans that are in your relationship other than the two of you? Is there children or poly partners or anything else like that? Uh, no. So we're not right now. We, um, it's interesting because we started off, we were both very poly when we started. And, um, that was actually for me, it was something that was like kind of a requirement. Like the other person that I was going to be in any kind of uh, relationship with didn't have to be poly themselves, but they definitely had to be, um, accepting of my lifestyle. And as we got closer and closer, I became, I began to realize that I really didn't feel that way anymore, that I really had no desire to have any kind of intimate relationship, whether it's like sexually intimate, romantically intimate, any kind of intimacy with anyone but Dominus. Um, and the more I realized that, the more I became completely settled with that. And I was kind of like, well, I guess I should turn my poly card back in because I'm like totally monogamous with him now. No, wait, I have a, I have a question for you because I've heard this great term lately called polysaturated. And that's like you identify as poly, but like maybe you're just not poly right here, right now, or you you're, don't have any more partners in your life. So oh, would you interesting. Just, do, you, do you think like hearing that term like and I know that you probably thought about it and like like it's just kind of putting a new frame on something old. But would you consider yourself polysaturated or completely monogamous right now? So honestly, I think I would I would say completely monogamous. Um, I, I like that term. I kind of want to look it up and, and see how else it might apply. But this isn't a case of, you know, there just aren't partners right now or this is like how I feel right now. I feel like I transitioned. I don't think I was ever truly monogamous until um until I met Dominus, even though I had previous monogamous monogamous relationships. I never thought that that actually fit me. So when I came to the discovery of polyamory, I was like, oh my God, this is exactly who I am. Well now I think I have actually changed or my requirements have changed or you know something inside me is completely different and so it's it's not something that i need it's not a right now thing this is a i really don't need um another partner but i aside from the power exchange where i would not be raising any objections to his choice of partners i actually like deep down like the idea of him having other partners and I love meeting other people that, that have like kind of come and gone over the course of our relationship. Dominus, what about you? Are you the, are you kind of in the same boat right now as far as monogamy versus like having other people in your life? Uh, yeah, you know, kind of, uh, it's funny because we, you know, we talk about this all the time and we both were poly before, uh, uh, yeah, I think just the energy that we have just satisfies me, man. It's, it is weird. Like we actually really do are like, you know, what is going on? Because, and you know, I, I, I am definitely, we've talked about, you know, expanding and opening up to, you know, having like, you know, triad or polycules. Um, and you know, I think it would work, but if it doesn't, like I'm, I'm good. Like I'm, I'm, I'm straight. Like I don't really, I'm not wanting for anything in this relationship. And that's a beautiful thing. So 
those listening along who are familiar with kink are like, cool, like, okay, I get that. And I think my fictitious imaginary listener has turned into Jane from Nebraska. So Jane from Nebraska is listening. Not that people in Nebraska can't be kinky as fuck, but let's just say she's not. Uh, (laughs) And she's like, wait a minute, you have a 24 seven power exchange, you know, total power exchange relationship. And, and Dominus, you make all the decisions. So I know Jane from Nebraska is like, oh, Oh, you poor thing. Like, you don't get to make any decisions and he's controlling you. So what exactly does that look like? And why should Jane from Nebraska maybe not really think that way? That's an awesome question. And I, I love addressing this because it really, it's real. I mean, um, we're sort of, uh, at this point in time, a lot of us have grown up, um, different types of households, but often with the sort of, um, concept that you're going to learn how to become an adult. And then once you become an adult, you are supposed to be out on your own and you're supposed to make your own decisions and make your own way in life. And hopefully that way is positive and all that. And that's what's happening. But I think when we see any kind of potential for like an affront to our independence and an affront to our like ability to make our own decisions and live our own lifestyles, even if it's not for us, it sometimes is kind of jarring. And there can be a tendency to be like, wait a minute, you know, you're an adult, you should be able to do all this for yourself. Like how how could you willingly voluntarily go into some situation where someone else is making all the decisions? I think that we have a fundamental flaw in that in that mindset. And that the mindset should be it's kind of like the um the difference between like older feminism and newer wave fem- feminism in that now the idea is not in order to be a feminist, you have to be bra burning. You have to be like, there's no need for men in the world. You should be on your own. Now the, um, the idea is, okay, we should all have the right to live in the lifestyles in which we choose. Mm-hmm. So I, made a choice that I'm and I made this choice a long time ago that I have really amazing skills and abilities, but they are best suited when they're in support of somebody else. So I've always been nurturing and caring. I love being able to do that for Dominus. I've always been like organizing and managing the minutia. I love to be able to do that for him. Um, and so everything that I, everything that I am and everything that I'm doing is in support of his vision because I believe in his vision and, and that's where, um, that's what I want that's to amazing. follow. Right. Yeah. That's a great answer. And I think it's a, a really good explanation for people who are like, what? You know? <laughs> okay. So theoretically. Because I know Jane from Nebraska's brain is still going and going, well, what if Dominus just like, you know, flew off the deep end and was totally requesting things of you that you knew were, you know, not good or healthy or wrong or abusive or, you know, whatever stuff that you really fundamentally didn't want to do or made decisions that you fundamentally disagree with? Well, then what? So that's an excellent question, too. I think, honestly, this comes down to the same thing that people need to consider no matter what type of relationship you get into, right? So this could be a completely conventional relationship where we split all the responsibilities 50-50, we split all the decision-making 50-50, right? 
well, I still need to have trust in him that even though I still control 50% of the relationship, that he's not going to take his 50% and hurt me with it. You know what I'm saying? So like married couples share bank accounts. There's an idea that there's a trust that one partner in the marriage isn't going to empty the bank account and fly with their lover off to Cuba. You know what I'm saying? Like that's you enter into that relationship if you trust the person, ideally, Mm -hmm. right? So this is the same thing. I entered into a dominant submissive relationship with a dominant whom I trust very much. And so I know that um, when he's making decisions, he's taking my best interest into account. Sometimes things happen, just like in any conventional relationship. Sometimes partners hurt each other, even though they love each other, they don't mean to. Sometimes that happens in DS relationships. Sometimes things that decisions that he may make may have a negative impact on me. But just like in everything else, I trust him. And you should only enter into something where you have the ability to at some point talk to your partner and say, you know, like very respectfully, I know you're in charge. I know you're in control. But this decision is causing me pain and not in the good way. Um right. And if you're if you're with someone who will refuse to hear that conversation, that's not a power exchange, that's abuse. You know what I'm saying? So he could control everything. He could make all the decisions. I could never speak a word in life again if that's what he decided he wanted me to do. And as long as that was something that was healthy for me, then that's fine. But if I don't if I'm not allowed to come to him and say, "Dominus, could we talk about this? I think this is going to be harmful, then that's not that's not a DS relationship. That's abuse. And that's not what I have. I have a beautiful DS relationship. Yeah, I love you, too. Like, geez, that was the best answer. And, And now I just anybody who asks me in the future, you know what? Uh, what? What is this? I don't get it. It's abusive. It's wrong. Do, do, do. I'm just gonna carry a copy, like a <laughs> yeah. soundbite of yeah, what yeah. you just said, and play it for them over and over and over. Because let it, me it uh, let me just add to that soundbite though, real quick. Because I think the, the 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 important message there was communication, and I I make sure I'm emphasizing this because maybe there are some people out there who are listening and are thinking, uh, the, uh you know, this is something that they're interested in, or maybe they're doing it. Um, you know, just after reading a couple of books or something and, and, and just want to try something like this, this isn't for everyone. Um, right. just like a lot of the things that we all talk about, um, you know, just, it isn't for everyone. So that's, that's first, but then two, you know, there has to be considerations for both sides. Do you have to, you know, I think empathy is the key. You have to really try to put yourself in the other person's shoes. I think all the time about what my decisions and how my decisions affect her. Um, so that, you know, I can try to, uh, you know, put myself in her feelings to see how what I'm asking her to do, how it's going to make her feel. If you're not willing to do that, you should not be in control of someone else. Yeah. Um, and then oh, third, a lot of people think like, oh, it's just great. And no, <laughs> I mean, it <laughs> it's is a lot of responsibility. that it, comes. It, it is great, just like any other relationship. But, you know, you have to, you know, there's certain things that you have to do. And then lastly, there's the communication. You have to make sure that, you know, as a dominant, I have to think that, OK, every situation, she may not be necessarily comfortable to talk to me or to to mention something. So I have to think about that. I have to make sure that, you know, I try to provide 
you know, the maximum comfort level for her so that she feels she can come and talk to me. So when those issues come up, say there is something I ask her to do and she might have an issue with on some level, she she can come and talk with me and we can, you know, we, you know, with, with respect and love, have the conversation that we need to have. And so that door is open. And so therefore everybody can, can kind of take care of what they need to take care of. I have to say that uh, your answers and how you very succinctly explain what your dynamic is and how it isn't for everybody and what you break it down to its reality is really refreshing because you, you know, oftentimes you will hear when it's, male dominant you know you get i'm sure you've seen like the young kind of 23 year old i'm a master dominant and i've been doing this for eight years what and um you know it it becomes almost like a a it's more of a status symbol like i'm the dominant man i make all the decisions i'm so important and i'm so special and what actually goes into it and the the weight of the responsibility and everything that's on your shoulders and all of the emotional intelligence that you have to have and all of the forethought and anticipation you have to have for your partner or partners usually isn't emphasized so thank you for that Nah, my pleasure and and I, I could write a book. I mean, I have all these gray hairs. I've earned every one of them, but, uh, I could write a book on, on, on my failures. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, for all those, 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 those cats that you're talking about, I mean, what they don't realize is that the most humbling thing, I'm, I'm humbled just about every day. I'm humbled, like, you know, just being in this situation with this beautiful person, you know, that I'm still learning and I'm still growing to. I mean, it just, it humbles me and, in those moments when I realized that I have failed and I've made a mistake and through her love for me, she's, you know, she still trusts me. She still has, you know, believes in me. She still serves me with the same energy and attitude. Like, yo, this is, yeah, this ain't for everybody. It really, it really isn't, but it should be an option for those people who are feeling that out there. And we know that, you know, we know that those folks exist and, you know, as with all things, it should be sexual freedom is real. You should be able to do what you want. Mm, And I think it's it's important to also keep in mind that like, as much as Dominus was talking about, like him being humbled by things that he's done in the past, like I and other submissives, like it's important to not take your leader however you refer to them for granted um i think there's sometimes a tendency to be like um you know dominants are strong they're not super emotional they don't have you know what i'm saying they're just kind of like um like the way we view leaders they're they're in charge they're supposed to do things they're responsible and then and that's that's kind of it. It's kind of one dimensional view. And I think it's important to understand that, like, he is just as he's he's a person just like I am. And he wants compassion when he makes mistakes, just like I do. And um, he needs emotional support uh, every day, just like I do. Like, it's it's there are things that we all need to just take a moment and be a little bit more compassionate and a little bit more um, understanding about each other, never taking one another for granted. I love you. <laughs> I love you, too, you know, it, it sounds like the two of you have actually mastered adaptability and change, not only in your personal lives, but in your BDSM roles. And I think that's what makes humans such an amazing species is that that's what makes us succeed is intelligence and adaptability. 
and you don't let yourself get kind of boxed into one thing or one particular way of viewing what your relationship is or your, you know, the, the thing that you call yourself. So congratulations for that. Thank you. You guys are awesome. Yeah. I mean, but even that is a journey, you know, like, because everybody likes their comfort zones. Like, I don't care how, like, much of a ascetic monk you are, like, chanting in somewhere in the woods. Like, even monks in the woods like their comfort zones. There are particular chants that they like more than others. There, are, you know what I'm saying? Like, there are particular chores that they like to do more than others. And so we all have a tendency just as humans to, like, settle into what either what we've been doing for a long time, regardless of how comfortable it is. Um, or what feels the best at the moment. And while both of those things are good to do just because like we should enjoy our lives together, it's also a challenge sometimes to the growth that we need to make. And so that's like, that's the hard part is when you do find that thing that's super comfortable and super easy and you're like, Oh, I've got it. This is perfect. This is how I'm going to stay for the rest of my life. When something else comes that challenges that. Yeah, it, it can be hard to like shake loose or give yourself the courage or the motivation to try something new. That's how you grow. Yeah. yeah. All right. So y'all host the Black People Kink podcast and blog. However, the little bit of conversation that went on before we started recording was your take on melanation and sexual freedom so this sounds like it's also one of those like personal evolutions that's happened recently so tell me about this yeah yeah okay uh gladly i'll I'll try to 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 represent this verbally uh so this whole process has obviously you know been an evolution for us personally and just like through our relationship um you know we went through a period where we you know you know had to kind of redesign our relationship. Um, but throughout, you know, through doing the podcast and talking with folks, you know, we have learned, you know, so much. So, you know, the podcast started off just kind of really talking about, you know, sex and, 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 and minority communities and just kind of giving a voice to that. Um, we've, you know, kind of, especially with the times and the things that are going on right now, um, you know, I, I, I've never been one to sit on the sidelines. I've, I've been a leader in, 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 in most of the venues that I've been in. Um, I, I have to kind of say something. And I think that's what, uh, baby J, uh, Jamina is drawn to. So, um, you know, I want to just not do things that I think are, are no longer helpful. Um, the podcast is called Black People Kink. I don't use that term anymore. We use the term melanated, um, because, you know, Black and white were racial terms that were created back in colonial times to really separate poor people. Um, and it's just, I don't, you know, the whole idea of race and this day and age to me is just like, it, it, you know, we're, we're, we're like trying to, you know, have these binary options in a world where every, it's about fluidity. You know, we are, I mean, I, we did ancestry DNA. We are from all over the place. So how are you going to tell me what, what, you know, why do I have to check off some box on a form for what was that to separate money from me? Is that to keep me from some program? We don't need to even be thinking of that thing. We're more alike than we are different. So melanation is a, is a, is a word that I prefer because it's, and, and then also another thing is like black is also associated in the English language anyway with something negative. Um, yeah. whereas white is something positive. So I'm, I'm, I'm done with that. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, um, there's nothing negative about me or, uh, Jamina. So we're melanated. We have melanin in our skin. You know what I'm saying? That you can see. And that's a good thing, right? I mean, that, that's my connection with the sun. I get vitamin D. It's all good, right? And it's a beautiful thing. Um, so it's a more positive word. It's something that, you know, I'm proud of and I don't, you know, black isn't something, you know, I'm not, there's nothing negative. So, and my, the skin, my skin color isn't black anyway, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's just, and so melanation is also, so you start with that and then it's the idea, the sexual freedom comes in because it's like, well, if you are actually a free person, you know, you should be free in every way. And that includes, um, not succumbing to respectability politics, which happens in, in, in minority communities where because of, you know, you know, the majority uh, society and the rules that they have enforced on the minority community, the minority community starts to police itself um, mm-hmm. and to keep things more, you know, conservative. And, 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 and so we've grown up in America, um, folks of color with, you know, our own respectability politics, you know, being too conservative, not letting people be free sexually, not letting women, um, you know, be, you know, sexual beings without negative consequences, you know, things like that. Um, uh, gender by, uh, fluidity. So melanation and sexual freedom are just hand in hand. You don't allow that to happen. You are free to be whatever it is you want to be. You're free to express yourself in that community, however you want, there's no more, you know, side eyeing or shaming for reasons that we don't even understand anymore. So it's about like really, really, really being free. Um, so that's, that's kind of like the gist of it. Um, but that's, you know, we want to try to put that love out there in the universe. I love that. So then the obvious question is black people kink going to become like melanated kink. Are we right. going to have a name change? Yeah. You know, we, we, we're in the midst of, you know, discussing that right now. I mean, everybody knows, you know, us by black people kink and, and we call it BPK on social media. So I don't know. Uh, we will, we'll have, we'll have to, we'll have to yeah. figure that out. Maybe we'll throw it's like, you know, I totally understand like the, the, the social changes, yeah. and, but it's like, but then you got to look at SEO, man. You right. Know? <laughs> right. Right. The SEO is working for you. Yeah. So like, no, Shit. totally. I totally get it. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll figure that out, but you know, we'll, we'll see. Earlier, I told you about a new modern sex essentials company called Maud. Check them out at getmod.com and get 15% off with code SUNNY. Now, I've tested and reviewed hundreds of sex toys and have worked with and for some of the biggest names in the industry. In other words, it's really difficult to impress me with pleasure products. You know what I mean? So I got mod kit number seven. That includes a 10-pack of ultra-thin condoms, an 8-ounce jar of organic water-based lube, and a silicone vibrator. It blew me away. Mod's products are well-made, all FDA approved and body safe. I've been using their organic water-based lube on the daily and it doesn't gum up, dry out or irritate me. Um, new favorite, their silicone vibrator is like a jackhammer. I also love Maud's aesthetic. None of that pink crap and obnoxious packaging. Maud is sleek, modern, simple, unisex, and comes in neutral colors. Visit them at getmaud.com and get 15% off using code SUNNY. Oh, and Maud, thank you for giving me, who's tried nearly everything, a different and refreshing sexy experience.
Castle Megastore. Once you see their sex toys, you'll want more. I have no idea if Castle Megastore actually has a theme song, but I really dig Castle Megastore. So that's my gift to you, Castle, your very own theme song. And you listeners get a gift too. If you go to CastleMegastore.com and use discount code SUNNY, that's S-U-N-N-Y, when you check out, you will receive 20% off your order. That's amazing. Castle Megastore. When you get your sex toys, you'll be on the floor because you'll be using them so much and they'll be so awesome and you'll save so much money. You'll get more than one and then you'll climax for a really long time and you'll just be passed out and you'll be like, oh my God, give me water. Those are the best orgasm ever. One of the things that we talked about, because Melanation is also like a life it's a it's a way of living life it's an attitude it's a it's something that's kind of like ethereal that like we don't necessarily can can necessarily pin down with these very concrete and uh uh what's that b word that we use all the time that means they're two things but oh my gosh i can't remember but i I love words yes binary okay I'm sorry, I just totally had an uh, education dump right there. No, I have that all the time where I'm like, what's the word? I don't know. Yeah. Um, and so we have talked about the possibility of using like some kind of, uh, of, of name involving melanation as our sort of umbrella, uh, yeah. company if you will. And then like black people kink is a subset of that because there is still, there are people who would argue that we should keep black because it has a beautiful legacy and a beautiful right. heritage in right. some ways. Right, right. right. So like there's, there's definitely two, two camps on this and, and that could be a way to still honor um, the beautiful parts of that legacy and heritage. And then, but under the, the melanation umbrella, we have, um, other things that we're also passionate about that fit into what we see as like a life of melanation. So, I mean, there, there's a bunch of different ways to go with this. And like, I, I'm super excited because <laughs> I talk to Dermotis all the time about all the all things right. that we can do. And he's just like, yeah, like, let's look into this. And I, this is, this has been the most fun. You asked earlier about like, um, this lifestyle and and you know how would you uh talk to someone who's never heard of it who's kind of like side-eyeing it and i would say for me personally this has been the most fun and rewarding and fulfilling uh loving relationship i've ever had in life it's beautiful so just add that on to the (laughs) to the response (laughs) (laughs) all right so the the Black People King podcast, which may or may not change names. Okay, so there's a whole there's a whole podcast and blog dedicated to this. And I'm gonna go back to Jane from Nebraska, and we're gonna assume that Jane from Nebraska is n- non melanated. What would she be? She's yeah, white. I mean, we say demelanated. Demelanated because okay. they had melanin, you know, at one point, and then you know, and then people left Africa. Like life started in Africa. People migrated north. Yeah. There was no sun up north, so. They became demelanated. Well, yeah. I was just going to say that you know a lot of this <laughs> boils down to the one person that we're all related to that was in Africa two hundred thousand years ago. Yeah, yeah I think that's I where remember. everybody comes from, no yes. matter no matter who you are. And whenever I start listening 
like have you ever been caught in a tornado but like you're but instead of like porn you get caught in alt-right bullshit where you're just oh, you're listening to what they say yeah. again and, again. Uh, and i keep yeah. thinking like you know how can you not know where you're coming from you have a black ancestor you have to have like you're you're a human being right at least i'm assuming you're, you might be a lizard person <laughs> pretending to be a human being that's but, a possibility um, we should look which, into that but seriously, but I was going to ask your opinion. Do you guys follow or know Dr. Umar Johnson in his theories? No, I don't think so. Okay, then I'm not going to talk about that. Never mind. <laughs> well, now I'm just on the edge of my seat. But okay, well, yeah, well, I kind of want to hear like yeah. who this doctor. Yeah, is. I, I am going to actually look this guy up. So, Dr. Umar Johnson is a guy who has um, he has a lot of he's a dynamic speaker. He's a psychologist with um, sort of shady credentials. He's been accused <laughs> of writers by the root of being a hotep. Um, but he has interesting theories on melanation, and I was just curious if anything that you guys were thinking belongs to what no, okay. some of the stuff he espouses. No, but like it no. now, now I feel stupid for asking. No, 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 no. <laughs> so I don't know if this is. He's the a same, curious, controversial guy. I'm not. I'm not sure if this is the same yeah. guy or not. But there was somebody who came up with the uh, <clears throat> like origin of the Folsom people. Um, and this is the guy that did the Sun People and the Ice People. Oh no. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. Wrong. Different guy. <laughs> yeah okay nah this so, is this is really just you know it really I, I know other people use the term but we were just that's this is where you know it really kind of just came from just our interactions and education and learning and reading and just kind of going through our own sexual journey yeah yeah so okay back to jane from nebraska who's who's poor fucking jane. Jane. i know Hi, there's jane. gonna be obviously i was just gonna jane say sunny obviously yeah, and she has no melanin anywhere near no, her. No, she doesn't. <laughs> no, not at all. You know she has raisins and mayo on everything, yes, right? Yes. yes. Although I really like mayo, so yeah. and I also yeah. like pumpkin pie more than sweet potato pie. What, what were the other things that I I know I I've lost. You're a my... you're a fucking monster. <laughs> I... <laughs> yeah. Her ancestry is all over. Yeah, I, I keep losing my my melanin card. For various various infractions. So, so with mayonnaise, all right. So I have to admit, I, I like Miracle Whip. Are you on Team Hellman's or Team Miracle? Whip? I'm Team Hellman's all the yeah, way. Yeah, me too. You, Actually, you but are, but, are but, a monster. Whip. I'm you, with you, Ken. You, thank you, thank you. It's the tangy goodness. The yeah. thing I'm is, sorry. though, it like is. I'm I'm vegan, so I actually don't. I like the like. That's fair enough. Uh, what do you call it? Avocado oil and coconut. Oh yeah, 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 and all of those. So that stuff's good. <laughs> it is. All right. So, so poor Jane here, really digging our mayonnaise conversation, is like, right. wait a minute, why do you need a podcast or a blog for black people kink? Isn't kink just kink? What the hell is it? Why do we have to be so divisive and separate ourselves? Um, but really, wh- what experiences do you have being a person of color in the kink community that other people, it might not even be on their radar that your experience is different? Right. So... Uh- I mean, I think most melanated folks probably could answer this question um, yes. just in their yeah. everyday life. And I know the answer, but I'm yeah, asking right, on behalf right, of right, Jane. Right. This is for yeah. Jane. I got you. <laughs> um, yeah. So, Jane, uh, you know, and this this actually happened. We were we went into uh, we got invited to um, uh, Perverts of Color, um, you know, which is like a local group um, that meets, you know, just downtown Baltimore um, and. Uh, you know, we, we knew the organizer, we kind of met her, um, through, uh, FetLife, I think, and she knew of the podcast and stuff. So she was like, why don't y'all come down? So we went 
they uh the venue was at a it was like a a bar like just a, a yeah, it was a, it was a nice, they had just renovated it, but it was a, you know, it was clearly a, 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 a gay bar. Mm-hmm. And so we were walking in and we didn't. They had s- a really cool leather shop upstairs. Yeah, they did actually. But that was, uh, that was neat. That was unique. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, but you both sounded like you were watching porn when you were talking about man, the leather. I know. Right? Say, like, oh. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, we are looking for the group and we can't find them. And, you know, everybody was really friendly. But as we're walking around, like nothing about that place is like said that it was for us. Like mm. it, there were you know, the pictures on the wall um, were, you know, naked white men. Uh, you know the the music that was playing was uh I don't even remember, but it, it Taylor it, Swift. It, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And although I do like Taylor Swift a lot, it's it's hard to listen to an entire night of Taylor Swift. I I, I actually think she's a secret Nazi. I that's oh. my personal conspiracy theory. I think. Look, did you see the font on that last album? No. Straight up Third Reich. Oh my gosh. I know. Nazis. I've heard rumors. Now I'm going to be looking rumors. it up. Can, can you know. get in? Is this like a legitimate can. rumor kind of Yeah, it's a, well, it's a legitimate conspiracy theory. Yeah, oh, it's, wow. a, well, it's yeah. more in conspiracy theory territory, but I'm like, I don't know, man. But I, I believe in some conspiracy yeah. theories. So I'm like, I'm, you know, oh, like yeah. I'm, t- I'm totally down with that. Yeah, they're not all crazy. No, not yeah. at all. Not all. No, yeah. they aren't. And even if they are, even if the theory itself is crazy, it came from some <laughs> kernel of truth that just kind of got blown out of control. I love how we right? all have just joined in this diversion off the topic <laughs> like we're, we're all invested in it okay so we need taylor swift to come on and explain herself mm-hmm. so that she can clear her name yeah because right. i don't know about that font that font <laughs> no, it was like something out of font. world war ii no, like okay, see, now i have to know anybody who's like richard spencer's uh, favorite the, artist the, the, the idea saying. is just you know for jane uh <laughs> Poor is Jane. poor Jane. I know. Poor Jane. Yeah. She is just like, <laughs> She's what? like that's my answer. I know. I like Taylor Swift. <laughs> it, we we eventually found the group and it was great. We had a great meeting, but just that 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 feeling of of you don't belong, like or that not necessarily that you don't belong, but just that you were not thought of, right? Um, in terms of you know this place, and you know, I mean, I get that. I totally understand. I mean, the guys that, you know, designed the place and organized it. And, you know, I, I, like I said, we had a great experience. I don't think that they were, you know, car carrying members. I just think that they didn't think to maybe include some pictures of color or to put women on there or to do something other than. And I know that, to be honest, I mean, I know like, in, you know, certain parts of the gay community, like, you know, the, especially like, you know, gay, you know, male bars, like they're, you know, they're really particular about, you know, stuff like that. I know that's a thing, but still, even that, you know, it just, in this day and age, it's 2018, um, you know, with the diversity in that particular city, it just seems like from a business standpoint, it doesn't make any sense. So. And that's a good point about the city, Dominus, because, um, Baltimore, I, and I might not be totally right about the statistic, but Baltimore is like 70%. Uh, melanated specifically african-american like baltimore has got a really high african-american population so if you're in an area that is um where all of the photos are uh, the other oh the other thing about this bar was all the photos were like local these were not things that they pulled off of you know pinterest or instagram or whatever right so this is all supposedly the local scene people who have been in the scene for a long time like all kinds of stuff like that, right? So 
you're in this area that's majority melanated. You have no pictures of anyone of any kind of, you know, I'm saying like it's a very homogenous image that the bar is presenting the clientele who are in the main part of the bar because our party was like in a back uh like private uh there was a second bar in the back that they obviously used for like catering or you know private events or whatever so the main part of the the bar with all of the the regular clientele was very demelinated you have to do that on purpose in a place where there's so many options for the staff was all demon. You know what I'm saying? Like you're you're in a de- in a populated area that's full of <clears throat> melanated people, and there's not one in sight. You have to do that on purpose. I'm, I may be. I'm 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 willing to to maybe think that they didn't do it. They may have did it on purpose, but I don't think they did it intentionally. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they didn't do it. They just weren't thinking. That's yeah. you know, and that's kind of the point. It's just. If you want to have folks, you know, feel included, you know, maybe you don't, you know, we need to have those real talks, you know, because let's let's just keep it real. We've all been to that club or that place. And, you know, or that, that rooftop bar that wouldn't let you in. Yeah. The yeah. Latest one. They don't. Oh, wow. Yeah. Where was that? Yeah, that happened. Oh, it was at the Chicago. W Hotel in Chicago, the rooftop wow. bar. Um, wow. They let, you know, all the groups of white people in. No. Oh, yeah. If you want to get in, you got to put your card down. You got to put a nine hundred dollar deposit down. Wow. What? Yeah. 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 It was so ridiculous. That's, and and that's 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 real. Like you. Asked it is about. real. It does exist, and yeah. you know, I just don't think. I think some people, and, it, and at the end of the day, to be honest, it doesn't really matter. Um, I, I kind of believe, uh, you know, if at this point with the way things are right now, if you are not actively part of a solution, you're 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 labeled as part of the problem. Yeah. And so yeah. absolutely. And I just I have to put a plug in here for Kevin Patterson's book Love's Not Colorblind for those people who are running, you know, kink spaces and whatnot as to how to be more inclusive. It's an excellent resource. So I just and and don't quote me on in this, there. but I think that Kevin is soon going to be available for consulting and things like that as well, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, that's cool. So we are Kevin Patterson. Love is not colorblind. That's cool. We're gonna have yeah. to check that out. Amazing book. Yeah. And he he just did a book book tour and yeah. You need to know Kevin and Kevin needs to know you. Cool. So very cool. We'll make that happen. All right. So there's another thing that you're doing. It's some kind of yoga or something. <laughs> so what is this about? What's going on here? Yeah, man. So on top of all of the outstanding things that, uh, Jamina does, man, she's, uh, she's a yogi. And, uh, I'm, I, I have to, you know, Ken, I have to say, man, I, I'm living the dream, man. I, this, this young lady is, uh, she's something else. She, she's an outstanding cook. She makes world class drinks, which we're having right now. And she's a yogi. She's a vegan yogi. So, you know, I'm going to live to be 300 years old. Yes, you are. <laughs> and, and With a smile on my face. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. But I'll let her talk about her uh, her yoga practice. So, well, it's 240, Dominus, with it with an option to look at. Uh, we, we came up with 240 as an age. Like, that's the legitimate age that we are going to try to reach. 
because there's not enough time in one standard lifetime to do all the things that we want to do and to experience all the things we want to experience, particularly with each other. So the the age kept getting upped, but the, the final stop we have so far is 240. And at that point, we're hoping that science is really good and we'll be able to just continue <laughs> at will. So... <laughs> You never um, know. I mean, now people are making it easy to what one ten. So hey, yeah. with technology, it can happen. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So we're not far away from this. Um, so a while ago, I've been practicing yoga for um about fifteen, sixteen years, and uh, I really got into all aspects of it and really just trying to learn as much as I could uh, practice as much as I could different styles, um, different schools of thought. Well, I didn't really have a focus for my practice. About four or five years ago, um, I met up with this teacher who is amazing. And uh, she teaches at one of our, our local Y's here. Um, and she said, you know what? You have a really beautiful practice. You should consider teaching. And I was like, wow, you know what? That would be awesome. I used to be a figure skating coach. I used to teach while I was in the army. Like I love teaching and instructing. Mm. Um, so I started looking into it and I just kept putting it off. Work would get in the way. School would get in the way. Relationships would get in the way. Anything. And it almost became like a, let me Google some things about a yoga teacher training and then, oh, no, I really can't do that because I don't have the money, the time, whatever the case was. Well, when I met Dominus, everything changed. I mean, just everything about about both of our lives really changed. And it was an intentional change because we realized that we were the ones that like we needed to be with each other and we needed to be with each other in this, in this very particular way in our um, DS construct or what has evolved from that construct in our relationship. And it really became my focus. And as I continued my yoga practice, I realized that every time I practiced, I would set my intention of something to do with him, either something where I needed to improve my focus for him or I needed to uh, improve my connection to him spiritually or sexually or however, whatever it was, my intentions always involved him. And suddenly I realized like I now have the focus that I was looking for to be able to be the foundation for my practice and be the foundation for my teaching. Mm -hmm. So, um, I ended up going to a teacher training that, uh, was sponsored by an organization called Vet Toga. And their, their, their goal is to support veterans teaching yoga. Um, and so, by the way, I wanted, I wanted to tell you, I'm a veteran too. And thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. We are, we are both veterans. And I remember we were listening to one of your earlier podcasts, uh, today. And, and you mentioned, um, just, uh, you were talking about like mental health issues. And so that is one of the things that I want to focus on um, through our organization that we started called Orchid Blue Yoga. So there's three populations that I really want to serve. Um, and they're all three populations that we are intimately in touch with. One is veterans, because I believe that a lot of us um, are dealing with both physical health and mental health issues resulting yes. from service. 
not only from service itself, but also resulting from the things that impact our service, whether it's separation from service, our families and their impacts on our service. Like there's so much more than just getting shot overseas, right? Like there's so much more that can impact your physical and mental health. Even the culture that we have in service, because it's a different culture than civilians uh, can fully grasp and grok onto. And, you know, it's interesting because I'm just about to start taking yoga at the VA. Oh, yes. I, I, I started with Tai Chi, and I'm doing oh. Tai Chi now every single day, and I wanted to branch off into yoga from there. So this is very inspiring for me personally. Oh, my God. I'm so glad to hear that. Like, I, So this is this is why this is such a passion for me, because... Whether you broke your ankle while you were in service and it never healed properly, or you suffered something mentally or emotionally while you were in service that never healed properly, or all the other things that that can result from just having, like you said, culture, the life of military service, like all of these things that can that can create these kind of invisible wounds and invisible scars are something that yoga can help. And so I know, like when I was deployed, um, I really started heavily into my practice and it saved my life. And I didn't even know that it saved my life. There was so much stress and there was so much anxiety um, about what I was doing while I was deployed that when the army paid for an MWR teacher uh, to come out to Iraq and give lessons, you know, I only was able to go a handful of times but the times that I went, I remember just being like, Oh my God, I'm, I'm okay right now for this one hour out of this two week stretch of time that I was able to take this class with this woman. I actually feel like I'm okay. And that, that brought me back home in one piece. Um, and so that's, that's a, that's a huge portion of the population that I want to reach out to and be like, from experience, I know that that yoga can be an amazing thing. Um, the second population is melanated communities. So I believe that as uh, melanated communities, we tend to suffer from physical health and mental health issues that are a direct result of either our lifestyles or the stressors that are imposed on us by um, the demelanated world that we live in. Um, and I think that, again, just like in military service, Yoga can help um, with some of those stressors, can help with some of those lifestyle changes and behavior changes to help us not be suffering from uh, these kinds of ailments, whether they're physical, like disease and, and you know, body ailments or their mental health ailments. Um, and then the third is the kink, BDSM sexual lifestyle minority, whatever you want to call yourself, community. Because again, there I want to create a space where you don't have to feel like you have to put something that's a major part of your lifestyle to the side or downplay it, water it down, put it on hold. Uh, this is a space where you can feel like you can be and have and experience everything that you are meant to be and have experienced without any kind of repercussion or judgment. That is absolutely awesome. And by the way, there's an interesting side note to this. Um, do you know where the funding came from for the VA's initiative to start embracing things like uh, alternative, holistic healthcare, Tai Chi, yoga, and homeopathic stuff? It came from the re- uh, the the expenditures 
that they were going to spend on opiates. And instead of giving vets opiates, they took that money and they put it into something that's very, very helpful. Hmm. So they're now giving alternatives to a lot of, I mean, although they do still distribute some of the opiates, uh, they have a broad spectrum program where they're eliminating as much as possible. Yeah. No and they're doubt. taking that money and they're putting it to some good instead of to some evil. I mean, I know that you mentioned like, you know, the VA, I mean, to be honest, I mean, you know, uh, being a veteran, uh, and then shout out to all the veterans out there, man. Thank you for all y'all services, man. Um, uh, but yeah, just, uh, you know, the, we, we talked, we actually just, you know, baby, you know, Jam, Jamina was in the actual hospital, like maybe a month or so ago. Um, and I think that's when we were talking, we were trying to link up and get together and, you know, we were in and out of the hospital cause she had, you know, like some like really, really bad headaches. Um, one of the things that they talked about, in terms of her treatment was like some holistic views of like, you know, yoga and meditation and stuff like that. And I'm like, Oh, well, great. You know, she's a, she's a yoga instructor. This is, this is good. This is going to help, you know? So they're definitely open to that. And they actually offered to do like acupuncture, I think, and they some did, other things. They did. Yeah. I mean, the, and to be honest, this stuff is working so much better than any other treatment plan that they had when I was in. And by the way, I'm very disappointed. I, I had read a story about there being a new holistic medic, uh, um, job title for the U.S. Army, and apparently it was a like it, unfortunately fake news by this uh, website because like they were talking about like them going out <laughs> doing aromatherapy in battlefield right. conditions. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds fucking awesome. Yeah. And no, it's just fake news. Oh, uh, that sucks. Well, okay, anyone who's in army policy right now, if yeah. you're listening, let's not make that fake news because to be honest, like preventative. Things like this are worth so much more than the, um, you know, the consequences that we suffer from not taking care of ourselves and not looking at the human being as a holistic creature. Right. 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 And if it's good enough for vets, it's good enough for the active duty military. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, can I just say that, like, okay, first of all, we have been trying to do this interview for a while and shit just kept coming up. (laughs) And I'm so glad it happened because now that we're talking, I realize, like, you two have some kind of magic. I don't know what it is, but you're (laughs) so, like, just, like, calming and, like, like you are embodied living yoga or something. I don't know. (laughs) But this has been a great conversation. I really appreciated your perspectives, especially, like, on DS and just how well you broke that down. And... I'm glad we connected and I really, really hope we're at the same event at some point sometime because yeah. I would love to sit down and have one of those fancy ass drinks with y'all. Yes. And just, yes. You know, shoot the shit. And <laughs> yeah, this has been great. Thank it you. It has been awesome. You yeah. know, you guys are welcome anytime to come hang out with us here in our, our little haberdashery we've got going on. Yeah. So we will, I will hook you up with some <laughs> cocktails and some like, awesome food and so if you're in the in the in the capital region just hit us up yeah we will let you know for sure so uh where can everybody find you tell tell them where they can listen to your podcast and hear more about what you're doing and your blog and all that good stuff so our website is blackpeoplekink.com um and our social media is all at blackpeoplekink we are on uh twitter instagram facebook We've got a Pinterest, which is kind of fun that we're we're working on right now. And we've got a Tumblr as well. Nice. Thank you so much. And for those listening, Jane, Jane, now I know you're listening. All of those links will be in the show notes at AmericanSexPodcast.com. So you don't have to like write them down right now. Oh, so. and Jane, if you're not on <laughs> Fat Life. 
you should go on there because there's all kinds of really cool stuff. And we have uh, both a group and a individual account at Black People King Jane, on Fat Life. Jane is on Fat Life. She, I saw her. She's a little sneaky she freak. Is. Like I used to be when I was like wanna be kinky. Like I was kinky deep down and I yeah. had my secret Fet Life account that I didn't yeah. tell anyone yeah. about and I didn't have my pictures. Yeah, all it Jane shows is like a nipple yeah. as your profile right. photo. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, Jane. so wait a minute. That, you see, that was funny. Let me tell you, that's so funny because I did have a nipple. Anyone who's trying to have Fet Life now, I took them down. But that's how Ken and I met. Oh my he, gosh! He, it was because of her nipple. The nipple. Like, my nipple. Oh my gosh! Like, and you know what? The, the, our first words. He goes, "Nice boobs." <laughs> and now we're married. Oh, that is perfect. Yes, That's that dope. is so a Jane, story. Hey, put up a picture of your nipple stat. You're gonna find you a husband. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Also, like one last one last thing for Jane. Although all lives matter eventually, Black lives matter now, Jane. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Thank so, you. Yes. We're, yes, we're, Black Lives we're, Matter. We're teaching Jane, you know, episode yeah, after Jane's, episode. Jane's going to get there. And then you know what? I, She's I think we need to make teaching. Jane a Facebook profile and a FetLife profile. I think we should. Yeah. <laughs> I think we actually need to make a Jane. Like, is there a graphic artist or like like a Photoshop yeah. that can like actually cartoon, make us like our mascot like, Jane? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is Amer- it's American Sex Podcast. Of course, our mascot is Jane from Nebraska. Yeah. Like, I mean, <laughs> she's like she's like the two grumpy guys from the Muppets. Yes, <laughs> yes. But she's got to be wearing the dress from the sound, the Sound of Music, like oh, the blue, totally. like yes, yeah, and they have a cornfield behind her. Yes, yes. <laughs> and knitting something. She's got to be knitting, oh, God. crocheting. Yes. God, I'm making a cat throw up noise right now. This is awful. <laughs> Poor Jane. Okay, we're going to work on it. But uh, so uh, see y'all, American fuckers, next week. And thank you so much to you both. And bye. 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 Thanks for listening to American Sex. To keep up with Ken and I, we'll first make sure you watch our TV show, Sex with Sunny Megatron, on Showtime. Then visit SunnyMegatron.com. There you can learn more about us, read our blog, peruse our workshop calendar, or hire us. For what? Well, either for private coaching, or to book us to teach at your event or university, or as sex and relationship writers for your publication. Oh, and don't forget, we're on social media, too. I'm the super social one, so you can find me as Sunny Megatron on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, my YouTube channel, and a bunch of other places. But if you want to get me on Snapchat, you got to look for Sunny underscore Megatron, and you can follow Ken on Twitter at at tag PsyChicken. That's P-S-Y-C-H-I-C-K-E-N. Also, please support us by shopping with the affiliates and sponsors from our breaks. And if you contribute to our Patreon, we're going to love you forever. Well, we're going to love you forever anyway, but just go with it. Lastly, if you like this broadcast, tell people about it. Tweet it, Facebook status it, and rate it on iTunes and other platforms. Thanks, friends. We'll see you next week on American Sex.